0: Before we get going, I just have to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you to every single chiropractor who cares for children, to every single chiropractic assistant who props us up on a daily basis, and every single chiropractic patient who values what we do. It has been and continues to be an absolute honor to care for the folks in my community. If you are being turned on to our podcast by a friend or family member, but are not under chiropractic care, my hope, my wish is that you find a chiropractor in your town and see what true principled chiropractic care can do for you, your children, and your family. This show is committed to engaging the docs who perform miracles in their offices to help better understand what we do and how you can benefit. For more information, please visit my clinic on the web at www.chirobeacon.com or call us from the continental United States at 805 481 one five six six. If we can't see you, we'll find you someone who can. Today's podcast is brought to you by our very good friends at Practice Evolution Prime. Practice Evolution Prime was created to bridge the gap from school to success. You can be successful, you should be successful, and being successful takes work. You have to gain the skills and foundation to be the sought-after family chiropractor, and our goal is to create extraordinary family chiropractors. This program is not easy. It will challenge you. It will push you. We choose to only work with doctors and students who are teachable, principled, and willing to work hard to improve their skills, practice, and their lives. If you're interested in learning more about this program and to apply, or if you are a patient looking for a PEP Prime doctor, visit our website, pepprime.com. That's PEPprime.com or call the Practice Evolution Program at 801-281-1646. Hey everyone, and welcome to the KiddoCast for Chiropractic Families, the world's first and only podcast committed to normalizing complementary and alternative care, particularly chiropractic care for children by sharing the experiences of the doctors in the trenches. In our time together, we will talk with pillars in the alternative healthcare world to give you the tools you'll need to make positive change in the health of your children today. Simply put, we're here to change the trajectory of modern healthcare. I'm your host, Dr. Daniel Bronstein. I'm a pediatric and family chiropractor certified by the Academy Council of Chiropractic Pediatrics and director of the Beacon Clinic of Chiropractic in Beautiful Grover Beach, California. And guys, today, I am honored, I'm thrilled, I'm excited to have a uh, long-standing mentor and teacher of mine, Dr. Arno Bernier. Uh, Dr. Arno graduated in 1977 from Sherman College in South Carolina. He practiced in uh, Yardley, Pennsylvania for 20 years. Shortly thereafter, moved to Durango, Colorado. He practices and teaches is there. Um, I met Dr. Arno uh, back in, I believe it was 2007, Doc, um, for your MLS Module 1. And uh, you stayed with me and my roommates, uh, Dan and Micah. And I had a transformative experience. And... Um, You know, it it came from really understanding after the first time Dr. Arno analyzed and adjusted me that an adjustment is so much more than just a crack. It's so much more than just moving a bone. There's an energetic component, there's a metaphysical component, there's a spiritual component that goes along with it. And in a lot of ways, Arno was able to shed some light on that almost existential crisis that I had at the, while I was in college at the school down in Los Angeles and open my eyes to understand that we are affecting generations of children and families uh, through the care that we provide. Um, hey, Doc, welcome to the cast um, would you would you talk a little bit about that i, I want to dig right into this because i'm sure there's going to be a lot of great content here
1: great well dan first thank you so much for having me uh you know there is a lot more than meet the eyes first of all we know through science that about 99 percent of reality is not perceived by the human senses however it can be perceived subliminally by the nervous system So the state of being, the state of consciousness, the knowledge, the awareness of the chiropractor or the health practitioner that is a facilitator of the healing process is really paramount. So once we are in a certain state of being and dedicated to facilitating healing and well-being in other human beings, something happens. There is a morphic field. There is an energetic field that is there in the room, that is there in the practice. It's a matter of fact that you, Dan, for example, in your practice, is the very center of that nucleus. And you create a morphic field, an energetic field, that is loaded with your consciousness, with the information that you hold within yourself and with the consciousness that you hold within yourself. And that morphic field has a direct effect on the physiology of the person that you care for and of the people that come into your field. So that's one component of the adjustment that most people do not realize is there. They may not see that it's there. But you know, the question that I've heard being posed by a prominent chiropractor years ago, that if you had a choice of practitioner we ha- would have exactly the same equal skills, so the same equal talent, Would you rather be cared for by Mother Teresa or by Hitler? (laughs) And I think the answer for everyone is very clear. So what we know is that just being in the presence of someone that has dedicated its life to helping others, to serving others, to facilitating the healing process and well-being in others, that alone is a huge component in the adjustment. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, the skills, as you know, Uh, are very important, and especially when you deal with children. So you have mostly a pediatric practice, a family practice, and I'm sure that no parents would hand you their kids to be checked and adjusted if needed unless they themselves have received a very honoring an adjustment that is being given with love, with specificity, with precision, with great skills. Then they feel like no problem here here's my baby here's my three hour child. check it you know so I think that's that's a very important component the state of consciousness, the state of being, the open heartedness, the love that you have for what you do, the passion that you have for what you do, and then actually the the artistic or technical skills
0: there's there's a couple things that you touched on that uh, nobody else uh, on this cast has really discussed yet. Um, we've tapped into it, but I think it's important because there are two types of parents who are listening. There are parents who are under chiropractic care and they totally get it. And then there are parents who are skeptical. Um, you know, they've been exposed and somewhat brainwashed by uh, the traditional medical model in this in this country and continent. And so you talking about um, honoring space and coming from a place of love and good intention, um, it sounds a little strange. But I, I think what's so important to understand is that... You know, as, a, as principled chiropractors, as chiropractors who focus on the nervous system, who focus on purely removing constraints and interference to allow the body to do what it's programmed to do, um, you know, we, we definitely look at things through different colored lenses. I think when we take care of kids, probably one of the most salient, one of the most important and relevant parts of chiropractic is the touch. Um, you know, my grandmother's 90 years old. She's been seeing doctors for her entire life. She's relatively healthy, but when she sees her doctors, she complains that they, they, they don't, they don't have that interaction with her. And that's kind of just the way that sterilized medicine has become. Patients have become nothing more than a variable, uh, in a gigantic algorithm, as opposed to an individual person with an individual soul. And uh, chiropractors we change all of that simply by interacting um through touch by affecting electromagnetic fields. Um and I think that's really, really important. Um I, I think the other th- I think the other thing you brought up, and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you finish in, in just a second, is is the, the interaction and the, the honoring of that personal space before they even come, you know, get on the table. Um you know, I, I've seen a lot of chiropractors in my lifetime who are very good clinicians, who are very good manipulators, but there's something very different about a manipulation than there is about an adjustment that honors that patient's personal space, particularly a really young baby. Um, you know, that's that's really one of the things that you taught me over the course of my career, and something that I take to my practice every single day.
1: Well, you touch on a lot of things here. One, you touch on the fact that a lot of people out there are part of the masses that have been educated, raised, indoctrinated, and I agree, brainwashed into a mechanistic, crisis-oriented, symptom-suppression medical model of life and I don't want to make it medicine is wrong chiropractic is right it's not about that at all those are two very different disciplines and I believe that there is a time and place for medicine but I also believe that medicine is misused overused and abused Mm. and by the same token there is a time and place for chiropractic and I believe that chiropractic in the mind of the public and maybe even in the mind of many people that receive chiropractic care, it is underused, misused, and misunderstood. Mm. So for the parents out there, what I want to say is realize that medicine focuses strictly and the expertise of medicine is the suppression of symptoms, sickness, and disease, and pathology. Whereas chiropractic focuses and specialize in releasing life in the body, which is the energies that power the body. It focuses on health and the true nature of healing because healing we know does not come from suppressing symptoms. Healing is a lot more than that. Healing is the ability of the body to recreate new tissue if those tissues have been damaged or if they are diseased or sick. And what we know about healing, the nature of healing, is that healing is a constant replacement of new tissue. So when the new cells are created healthy with a, few, with a full vital life force, then over a period of time, the disease or the damaged tissue replace themselves, and then we have true healing. Now, if we take that understanding beyond healing into well-being, what makes sense is why do we want to be sick? Why do we want to wait until we have you know, a pathology to start taking care of ourselves? When we can take care of ourselves in a proactive manner throughout life and ensure to have the best capacity to function at optimum capacity. So I think this is an important piece. The second piece that you touch on is touch. And touch is a universal language of love. This is how we express our love for other people, this is how we make love, this is how we reassure a child we comfort somebody through touch. So touch is absolutely critical. And when touch comes from a place where the practitioner has a fully open heart, something absolutely beneficial happens. Regardless of what appears, something physiologically beneficial happens. Because what we know about the heart is that it's an electromagnetic field that has the power much stronger than the brain and it extends 8 to 12 feet out of the human body. So when we open our heart from a place of service and love to others, just the power of touch is very powerful and impactful on the physiology of the people that we care for. So you touch on those two elements, and obviously I think it's critical to understand the difference between a clinician that is mechanistic and a clinician that is totally in a space, in a consciousness, in a spiritual connection, and then as an open heart mm. and do its work within that state of being.
0: My patients will notice from time to time when uh, things get really hairy in my office that I'll step out of my room and I'll take some advice from a close friend of mine who is a harmonic healer and uh, he gave me some, some exercises, I guess you could call it, to reground myself.
1: Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I remember the- I remember that being in full-time practice. Like you're in the zone. You're completely in the flow. Your heart is wide open. You're in love with what you do. It's your passion. It's your hobby. And then something derails you suddenly. And then you have to take time out and reground yourself, recenter yourself, reopen your heart and come back into the, the next adjusting room. So uh, – Good for you, Dan, that you're doing this. That's wonderful.
0: Well, I had to learn the hard way, Doc. I I found that, you know, I got into about my third year practice and we started really cranking. We were seeing a lot of people and helping a lot of people, but my health was declining. Um, You know, I heard, uh, I I was listening to Dr. Jim Thompson. He was teaching a Logan basic course uh, through the International Chiropractic Pediatrics Association. And he was talking about how uh, connecting a circuit um, in, in a Logan contact Uh, can basically turn the practitioner into a lightning rod for oxidative damage and stress and negativity and the more babies that i started seeing and the more logan and tonal and mls work that i was doing with them the more i realized that it was affecting me in a negative way and i had to find a way to uh offload (laughs) that negativity um uh, healing people, uh, you know, they they tend to be stressed. You know, they're, they're going through periods of upheaval and unwinding. And a lot of the time that uh, it isn't necessarily the most comfortable thing. But as a chiropractor, especially somebody who employs that, that touch and that tonal approach, um, we have to make sure that we take care of ourselves first so that we can take care of other people. Um, Absolutely.
1: I had a similar experience, Dan, uh, when I was young in practice where I felt myself slightly, quote, browning out. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I was being drained energetically because I was taking on so much. Mm -hmm. So then what I uncovered is uh, through Bed Gray, that was a Reiki master, that by taking the Reiki training, I could virtually shield myself from taking on that energy. And instead of browning out, I came back fully recharged. And thereafter, I never got discharged. You know, I was like fully tonal and vibrant and it doesn't affect me what goes on in the practice mm. uh, so it's, ve- it's very important for the practitioner to insulate itself right. from as you say the discharge of negativity of stress uh, that come from all the clients that we see
0: yeah no doubt you know it's um i, I think I-, I think with parents um Most of the time when I get referrals from my current patients, uh, they do a lot of the communicating already. Patients come into my office knowing experientially how chiropractic care has helped them. Um, But from time to time, as is the case yesterday, actually, I got a referral from a physical therapist at a local outpatient hospital facility, uh, eight-month-old with a a significant uh, uh, plagiocephaly um, and torticollis. Uh, breastfeeding issues, tongue tie, developmental delays, you name it, right? I mean, this is like the new epidemic in our culture. Right. And uh, both mom and dad had really no understanding whatsoever of chiropractic. The only reason they ended up in my office was because the PT and their orthopedist told them to come and see me. And so... You know, sitting in the room with these folks and realizing that this baby is having some significant issues expressing life to its fullest, um, the first real responsibility, I think, uh, you know, as as a doctor, at least it's the way in my office, is to sit down and explain with clarity what I'm here to do, right you do this in a really amazing way i'm curious to hear and for the benefit of our listeners um you know what what would you tell a parent who has never been exposed to chiropractic before they're in your office and they're they have their children with them um what do you tell them about what we do in a way that they can understand
1: well first then i never say the same thing twice <laughs> because every person is different every situation is different mm-hmm. uh i remember Very clearly a situation uh, where a child was brought to me out of a children's hospital in Philadelphia. The parents had taken the child back home to die because the hospital said there is nothing else we can do for your child. Your child is is dying, wasting away, take the child home and, you know, it's better for you to be there rather than the child to die uh, in the hospital and you're not present. And in that circumstances, there was really nothing that I could say to the parents. They brought me that child in total despair. And to tell you the truth, when I heard the story and what that child had gone through since birth, the child was about three and a half months old, uh, I was absolutely just cracked open and I started having tears coming down my face. And the only thing I said to those parents is, you know, I'm going to do what I do. And I have no idea what might happen as a result of what I did. So this is an instance where I felt it was totally inappropriate for me to try to educate them or tell them anything about chiropractic, how we clear the nervous system of blockages between the brain and the body, how we release life force in the system, how we facilitate function. It was not appropriate. So in these instances, my heart cracked open. I touched that child. I adjusted that child. And then the next morning, I find out that the first time the child was able to, you know, keep the bottle feeding and not vomit and then start thriving. And it was virtually a turning point and a reversal. So in other instances where the situation is not as critical, I would clearly – let people know that basically the stress of life, especially the stress of the birth process, the st- stress of childhood, the fall, the twist, the bend, the getting up under a coffee table and you know, basically compressing the spine, that all of those things that are physical trauma in addition to emotional trauma, uh, the emotional stress, the inability of a child to process modern life basically because they're not equipped for it yet, create contracture, cont- create stress, tension in the system, and that tension creates what we call subluxation, that are blockages along the spine, that affects the central nervous system, it affects the spinal cord, it affects the nerve root, and as a result, it affects the messages between brain and body, it affects the flow of energy, of life force, of light in the body, between brain and body, and it will affect the ways that a child function, express life, can heal, can um express itself fully so that's basically you know clear communication Mm -hmm. but over the years what i have found is that some people respond to a kinesthetic understanding of what we do other people respond to a visual understanding of what we do and other people respond to just a clear explanation which is auditory so in my practice i have used all of those avenues for example, I would take the occipital C1, C2, C3 model and ask the parents to put their fingers through the foramen magnum, which is a hole at the base of the, the skull, and then gently move the atlas or the axis slightly to the side to make them feel that there is an immediate compression of the meningeal system and the cord. So it doesn't take much movement, much displacement, much malfunction, to create an interference to the function of the nervous system. So that was a very clear visual, uh, or kinesthetic rather. And in other people, I had a dimmer switch on the wall, which was great because in tonal work, we use very light touch. So I would very gently touch the dimmer switch, and it was first at full light, at 100% light. I would touch it gently, it will decrease the amount of light. I would teach it again, it will decrease the amount of light to the point of creating total darkness in the room and then I would touch it again Mm. and basically it was a great metaphor to explain that life is light and the absence of life is darkness basically when we are dead you know or light or spirit or life has left our body Uh, so it was a w- great way to communicate how we turn on life. We turn on light in the body, and it was very visual. But for some people, it was so clear within few minutes. They say, "I get it." Yeah. Um, so, I have in in my own experience, I felt that if I can interact with a person in the now moment, with those parents that you talked about in the now moment, in present time consciousness, and really connect with them establish a rapport and have a simple, clear communication as to what is it that we do and sometimes also what is it that we don't do so that they're clear on the intention. And if our intention match and they are okay with it, then we can move on.
0: Yeah, you know, there, there's there's an axiom in, in chiropractic that uh, chiropractic doesn't, exactly it's not intended to make you feel better it's intended to make you heal better right and to be fair you know most of the time people feel pretty good you know when they get off the chiropractic table it's almost like you've had the wool pulled over your eyes for so long and suddenly we just pull it off and the body fills with life and it's it's able to continue moving Um it, it, one of, one of my mentors, uh, my, my other mentors, when I was in chiropractic college, used to describe that dissonance in the nervous system that's caused by vertebral subluxation uh, and other, other uh, you know, stressors as gain in the system. Um, you know, this is using sort of modern lexicon in terms of how the neuroaxis works to describe uh, what chiropractors have been describing for 120 years. Right? Gain is, is dissonance. It's fuzz. It's lack of clarity. It's lack of light right? As you Mm -hmm. were describing using Mm -hmm. urea stat system. And when that happens, that vital connection from the brain down through the rest of the body, uh, is disrupted, which means the body cannot do what it's programmed to do. It'll adapt until it can't adapt anymore. And that's when we see the onset of chronic disease. Um, and in most of North America, you know, the top three causes of death are what they're heart disease, stroke, cancer, um, And then if you want to factor in uh, medical errors, right, we know that that's changed quite a bit in the last several years, Um, but we won't go there. Um, The top other three causes of death are essentially brought on by the effects of stress and dissonance and gain in the human body. The more clarity we have, um, the more connection to universal intelligence, right, Uh, which is our guiding sort of uh, guiding principle, uh, the the healthier we are, the more connected we are with our surrounding environment, and, and the more we can express our potential. Um, hey, Doc i i saw I saw on Facebook uh, that you're reading through the holographic universe. Um, Correct. I love that so, book.
1: I've and, read I've read that book years ago, and I go back to it from time to time because it so expand the mind. Right.
0: I love that book, and you know, I I also like the Body Electric quite a bit. I know those books are are fairly fairly connected. Um, For my patients who are listening, I recommend you read both of them. Um, This this model of this holographic model that I've heard uh, some modern-day chiropractic philosophers talk about with respect to chiropractic care and uh, Michael Talbot's sort of uh, discussion in this book. Could you could you go into a little bit of detail? I mean, this is a really esoteric concept, but talking about energetics and quantum movements and all that stuff in this podcast, I think we should delve into it a little bit more deeply with our listeners.
1: Well, what's interesting about this, Dan, is that way back, the developer of a profession, B.J. Palmer, talked about how everything is interconnected in the body and how you can affect the body at any point. And he had a technique at the time called hole-in-one, which was upper cervical, and how adjusting one segment of the spine alone can affect the entire system. So now today we know in system dynamics, for example, it has been proven that one single input into the system can create a cascade of effect that absolutely tumbles the physiology into a whole new way of being, basically. And this was found years ago by a computer scientist that was working on a weather um, system. And he had many, many different variables. And then leaving the computer to go to the bathroom, he happened to touch a key and added a zero to his equation but the zero was so far down the line that it, cre- it it represented a minute, minute change in input. And when he came back from the bathroom, the weather pattern system that he was working on created a huge storm and tornadoes and hurricanes. So that was the beginning of the understanding of system dynamics. And in the body, it's very much the same. You know, we know, for example, that people that do reflexology can work on the feet, and it affects the whole body. People that work on the hands can affect the whole body. In acupuncture, acupuncture needle in the ears can affect the entire body. So by the same token in chiropractic, everything can be approached from a portal of entry of one input into the system, one clearing into the system, and it can affect the entire system. So truly, you know, the... The body is one integrated unit that is all interconnected, all interrelated, and as you know, the major controller of that system is the innate wisdom of life, the intelligence that we are born with that happen to use the nervous system as a communication hmm. system. And this is where, in chiropractic, we mostly tap into.
0: If, you know, in my practice, I I mean, I, I learned from you, right? So... The majority of my practice is focused uh, focused on the upper cervical complex, right? Oxybutt C1, C2. Yep. And while we address the remainder of the spine when necessary, uh, we know that the majority of the interference to the neuraxis starts there, right? That's where the bottom of the brainstem lives, right? That's where all the dural attachments are. Um, that's the most important part of the spine to allow young babies and infants to keep their heads level on the horizon and scan and pan, turn their heads side to side and do what we want them to do to develop. Um, you know, what you're describing is really what I've come to understand is a, a biotensegrity model or a mechanotransduction model of, of uh, biomechanics and neurology where, you know, one domino in, in the human body, in the human frame, one cell in a distant location actually sends input via all the other cells that it's connected to down to the most distant cell on the opposite side of the body so that everything is very much connected not only by the nervous system but also by vibration, uh, also by electromagnetics, you name it, right? And so, you know, it's, it's, it's very apparent to me that uh, especially after you know being a chiropractor now for six years, that even the smallest influential things that we do on a day to day basis will affect the way that our bodies uh, perform later on in life
1: um, absolutely, especially in children i 've always been amazed how quickly children respond to the slightest input with the right intention in the right place into the system. Mm. Uh, because basically their physiology is moving so fast because they're growing, they're growing constantly, they're they are p- producing cells at a very high rate compared to an adult. So I was always amazed how quickly children respond to chiropractic care uh, and especially obviously, you know, if there is an involvement in the upper cervical region. Uh, it clear and you clear it, you know, the transformation is very quick. And that brought me to some things that when you ask me how do I communicate chiropractic sometimes to new people, uh, frequently I have addressed new people by telling them, you know, the way that we terminate life. And they look at me like, what are you talking about? You know, I'm here to please my child not to terminate its life. And I <laughs> say, well, all of the experts that terminate life whether it's hanging, guillotine, the sword, martial art, is always in the upper cervical region, in Mm -hmm. the neck region, Mm -hmm. because this is where the brainstems are. Mm -hmm. And I say, you know, we are not specialists in killing. We are specialists in releasing life in the body and restoring life. And I I think that that way of communication was kind of a shock to the system but was very clear that, indeed, the upper cervical region, the brainstem area, C1, C2, is the most important area of the spine and nervous system. And actually I no longer talk about the spine. I always talk about the neurospinal system. Mm-hmm. Because I really feel that the public and our profession need to get away from the communication that we are spine doctor. Right. We are neurospinal doctor. We mm-hmm. deal with the neurospinal system. We deal with the neurology of the body and the life force that travel and the chi that travel through that neurology.
0: Yeah. I tell my patients at my new patient workshops that I hold twice a month in my office that, um, you know, chiropractic has kind of a bad rap because we, we're, we've convinced everybody somehow and erroneously that we're back doctors. In reality, uh, I'm nothing of the sort. The spine is just the easiest way for me to get to the nervous system, right? Correct. It's it's the most profound way, right? It's the only system. uh, The nervous system is the only system that is completely encircled by bone in the entire human body. It's protected in, in multiple ways to make sure that that system is constantly working. And when something starts to break down in that neurospinal system, it's much easier for me to try to remove constraints, as we've talked about ad nauseum in this podcast. Uh, than to try to add things on top of it or cut things out of the system. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I really like that, Doc. I think that's really important for our parents to understand. It's, it's you know, bringing your child especially to a chiropractor is, is very much about intent. It's very much about love. It's very much about, even with an adjusted procedure, it's so stinking gentle. And the reason I love taking care of kids, Doc, you nailed it. It's because kids do so well. Right. Even if I have a three-month-old who's had a significant amount of trauma in his lifetime, it is so much easier, infinitely easier, for us to get uh, get him to clear out uh, than it would be for a forty or fifty-year-old who's been subluxated since the day he was born. Right, because we have to undo fifty years of bad habits. Right.
1: Um, yeah. Not only bad habit, but when you look at trauma, you know when we when you you know chiropractic is based on tone. So when we touch people, we listen for the tone, and when you have that ropey, deep feeling you know that the physical stress that that person has experienced is 10, 15, 20 years old. And now they come in with, quote, the, the backlash of that trauma that was stored into the system. Right. But when you deal with a child, it's so recent, so it's so easy to release, right. you know, that type of t- tension and, and trauma in the system. Yeah. So absolutely, it's it's all about, you know, really connecting to the tone and in children, it's so quick and so gentle.
0: Indeed. Yeah, it's, it's – and you know what? It's a lot of fun too. I was talking to Dr. Matt Doyle last night actually for a podcast that will um, and probably be released in about a week or two. Um, but he was talking about how in his office, as is the case with all of us who take care of kids, there's um, there's always a lot of excitement. When oh, it's a joy, there. yeah. Right, yeah. I mean, <laughs> chiropractic kids are just different, Doc, right? They, they, they're they, just more vibrant. They tend to be healthier. They spend less time out of school. You know, even adults who are under care, they spend less time out of work. They're just living life to their fullest. And when they come into our office, they're surrounded by other chiropractic kids, which is, unfortunately, it's a bit of a rarity, right? But having that environment where everybody is in one place, it, it creates its own sort of healing dynamic in and of itself. Um, totally.
1: To me, what speaks the loudest, then is the fact that the kids will remind their parents to go to the chiropractor, <laughs> yeah. and when the kids come into the office, they fight as to which kid is going to be first on the table. Yeah. You don't see that in, in nearly any other so-called healthcare professional. Well,
0: it's because they're plugged in, and they're tuned, yeah. and they know what's wrong, and if there is something wrong. I mean, the number one side effect of being well-adjusted is better body awareness, first and foremost, and so when a child... Uh, they, they, when they know there's something's wrong, they, they can vocalize it, right? I mean, it's always, you know, Hey, I took a fall. I need to go see Dr. B or, um, you know, I tripped over my shoelaces. I need to go see Dr. B or blah, 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 blah. I mean, that's what they tell their parents. They know when there's something right and there's something wrong. That's that innate biological directive that so many of us adults have forgotten, uh, over, over the course of our lifetimes. Hey doc, um, I, uh, I want to put a cap in this for now but I really want to have you back so we can discuss a little bit more. Um for anybody who's listening who is a chiropractor or a student, uh, Dr. Arno is going to be teaching down in Los Angeles uh January 14th, right doc?
1: Uh it's I think it let me see the schedule. It's next weekend I think. Weekend after next so it's uh 14th uh, 15th. Okay. Yep.
0: If you guys have um have not learn from Arno, uh, you need to get off your butts and go listen to what he has to say and learn uh, from the master. I'm frequently um, exhausted uh, from uh, constantly reminding all of my mentors and contemporaries that uh, we as chiropractors stand on the shoulders of giants and be, and be humble to learn how to craft ourselves as, as masters of healing. Um, I still have a long way to go, but I know for sure that if it wasn't for Arno, I definitely wouldn't be here right now. So um, if you want more information and you're um, and you're down in the area or even if you're out of the area and you want to fly into L.A., you can get more info at www.mlsseminars.com. He has all of his contact info there. I'm sure he'd be happy to chat with you if you looked him up on Facebook. Um, Dr. Arno Bernier, and uh, please just uh, take the opportunity to to listen and and understand uh, what the difference is between a finesseful, loving, intentful. Um, Our intentional adjustment versus, uh, you know, what I think a lot of us think is a chiropractic manipulation. So, doctor, I love and appreciate you. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. I'd love to have you back uh, sometime soon. Would that be okay?
1: Absolutely, Dan. Thank you so much for having me. Have a wonderful day and all my love to all the people that you serve and yourself. Indeed. All
0: right. Thanks, Doc. All right, you guys. Um, that's it for now. Uh, I will look forward to seeing you guys next week. Take care. Bye-bye.